Welcome to the Soul Savvy Podcast, your home to sneaker culture, community, and connections. Our goal is to provide you with industry insights that you can't find anywhere else, as well as news and stories from the people who helped build sneaker culture into what it is today. From designers to photographers to brand experts, we give you the real scoop on what's going on in the sneaker world as it relates to you, the consumer. Welcome to episode 186 of the Soul Savvy Podcast. My name is Marco Henry Negrete, and I am joined by Soul Savvy founder and CEO, DP. How's it going, man? Good, good. I uh, I enjoyed All-Star Weekend this year because I didn't take it super seriously like some people um, are on the internet. But overall, a fun weekend, and anytime I can see my guy Dame uh, win all-star MVP and the three-point competition. It's 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 good TV. Well, good news for you is we have a lot of positive Dame Lillard um, dialogue for this podcast, which is probably not the same as what's been happening in the live uh, live chat on our Slack channel, but that's more basketball-related. And that's actually a good segue because when it comes to All-Star Weekend, these shoes definitely overshine what happened on court. There's been so much chatter about the competition level of the game and the game's broken, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is not a basketball podcast, but before we start, I, I, I do want to at least lead with that. Did you watch it? What are your thoughts on the whole competition of the All-Star game right now? Um, Yeah, I, wa- I watched the whole weekend. Well, let me rephrase. I watched Saturday night and Sunday night. I didn't I didn't tune into Friday. Um, I think Saturday night was fun. The, the Steph versus Sabrina was awesome. Awesome television. Three-part contest was fun. Dunk competition could have been better, but I still enjoyed it overall. And then Sunday, I... I mean, these guys are just screwing around. I liked seeing Dame take shots from half court and people do trick shots. And, you know, I don't need great defense. So, I mean, overall, good, enjoyable, lazy TV for me. I'm I'm not taking it that seriously, but I can see why people want something more competitive. Definitely see both sides. I, I understand for the players that, you know, you don't want to get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's supposed to be a break, but uh, at the same time, this is supposed to be the NBA's marquee weekend. Because they yep. don't have Super Bowl, you don't know when the season's going to end. It's going to be a sweep. It's going to be a game seven. It's hard to plan around that for their finals. So yep. this is their weekend, and it definitely has starting to feel a little flat in in years past. And I think this year was kind of more of that. And I see both sides. Um, I would like to see a little bit more competition, um, but at the same time, again, like it, it's more of a of an event now than it is a basketball game. Yep. I just thought this right now. This is the week after the Super Bowl, which is such a big event, especially here in the States. Yep. You get Super Bowl parties. You're It's a huge yep. event. And after follow that, you've already seen all the brands activate. Now they got to activate again. I just feel like everyone's tired because you, you're packing in the biggest sports event in the country, followed by what yeah. is the NBA's biggest event. And I think it's a lot to be jam packed in a week or so too. So that probably plays a role, but uh, overall um, I didn't lose any sleep over the competition of it, but I would like to see them add some things. But this podcast is to talk about the sneakers and not just yeah. any pair of sneakers or any brand, one particular brand. And I've said it and I've shared these thoughts with a few different people, you know, who I know pay attention to this stuff. I want to say this is Adidas best all-star showing for basketball product ever and yep. um and not that i've been like I'm, a, I'm an expert at uh every single adidas all-star but you know i've been covering all-star for a decade now and then as a fan longer than that just watching it and i don't remember this much energy around it and i certainly don't remember them outshining other brands when it comes to performance product 
Um, I want to break down all of the stuff they showed, but they showed some really awesome stuff. And that begins and ends with Anthony Edwards' shoe. Yeah, I mean, look, man, the, the Adidas basketball lineup has not mattered this much or been this good. You would argue, yeah, in a really long time. I think the last time it mattered from like a sneaker culture head perspective was, um, I guess it was 2020 Chicago All-Star when uh, okay. the Quantums made the appearance and Kanye was doing all like the, the, the truck and I forget all the shit that was happening. But like that was that was a real moment for Adidas, um, even though that technically wasn't you know basketball, basketball. But you know, that was the last time it really, really had an impact. And going into this this weekend, you know, Adidas played it right, which is they had the AE one. Um, it was selling out. Uh, people were raving about it. The marketing, the storytelling behind the shoe leading into the launch was fun. It was interesting. It was on brand for for um, Anthony Edwards. And they used the weekend as an opportunity to spotlight their whole lineup. And you know, you can't you can't lie when you look at this and go, okay, this is good. This is different. There's a design language here um, that matters. That is consistent from Adidas' perspective, which we can talk about is heavily easy inspired, but nonetheless. It's good. It is good product. It's well-priced product. And it, everything is a little bit different for every athlete that they all kind of have their own look and their own um, vibe for their signatures, which is which is super important. And um, I mean, look, I've been buying, I buy every Dane shoe every year and I bought some shoes I really wish I didn't own. But the collector in me has a Dane one through eight and a half at this point. And this Dane nine, probably my favorite since the four or was it the three? Whichever collaboration with with a bathing ape, uh, yep, they'll yep. great uh, Marvel Black Panther uh, collab in there. I think that was the the, the Dame Four. But overall, it's been a while, right? So I, I'm really excited about the product and excited to actually buy the Dame Nine later this year. Yeah, great stuff. I do want to talk about the Dame Nine. I want to continue the conversation about the AE One though. I mean, you're right; they've been nailing it from a marketing standpoint since they introduced it. And you can have the best marketing in the world, but if you don't have the athlete with the right persona, it doesn't matter. And they have that, and he's playing well. The Wolves are playing well. He's exciting. It's yep. just a perfect storm of great things happening for him that's really triggering to the rest of the brand because they do have other good stuff in the lineup. But knowing that like you have that hero product, which is his, and that hero yep. persona, it makes everything else. It shines a light on everything else. Yeah. And you mentioned design language, and I think that's important because Adidas did not get to this point where we're praising them for their basketball lineup by flipping the switch. They obviously made some changes. Mm-hmm. But they didn't abandon what has got what they've been building for decades, right? Because yeah, there's a lot of easy influence in here, but if you if you really zoom in on some of this stuff, there's also a lot of like early. I mean, a lot of 90s, 2000s Adidas, a lot of the Kobe line inspo in there as well. There's some wide three inspiration. I think yeah. overall, the language for the design and the product is futuristic. It is not meant to be retro for the most part, right? It's, yes, take cues from the heritage um, of, of the brand and what it's done in the past, but it's pretty like forward facing and futuristic. Like the Harden, is it the eight for Harden? Like that shoe is like, kind of weird looking but it looks like it's from the future and if that's an aesthetic that you might be interested in like that's a great looking shoe yeah another thing i applaud them for and i say this every time we start talking about performance basketball sneakers on here or in general if you're unfortunate enough to walk in on a conversation where i'm where i'm ranting about this (laughs) uh, often is that they decide that they are going to make the coolest looking most futuristic looking basketball shoe per athlete 
and they did not think about what does this look like with jeans on, which has been really plaguing the basketball sneaker design um, industry for decades because everyone was trying to recreate Jordan's 1 to 14, you know, Air Force Ones and, you know, basically 80s, 90s, and early 2000s designs. When we, I'm going to say it again because it, it's important. We were dealing with a lot of leathers, foams, and rubbers back then. Mm -hmm. Basically, everyday style when it comes to footwear, leathers, foams, and rubbers. Yeah. Now, technology has gotten so good that you're able to use a bunch of other materials, seamless, 3D printing, whatever it may be, flighting it, that you're never going to be able to get back to that. And who knows if society is ever going to catch up to this futuristic new tech, new innovation being every day. But you're not going to get there by trying to meet in the middle of both of them. An example of this, which I don't think are bad, but here's just an example of somebody still trying to do that. And it's book one. He, it's in all of the marketing. It's in all the storytelling. It's not unique to him because I said, everybody says this when they launch a new shoe. When I, we used to launch the new game shoe with Jordan, we were always trying to hammer off-court, off-court. When we just needed to focus on making this a good-looking basketball shoe, and that stuff will take care of itself. So the book one is is attempting to do to mix in the middle. I think it's a good shoe. So as, I'm not using that as an example of, of it wrong. I'm just saying that's the never-ending quest of basketball brands. How right. do we get back there? And Adidas is saying, you know what? Why don't we stick to what we're known for and make the coolest-looking shoes? And if people want to rock them off-court, sure, bonus. That's what's happening organically. There's no point in going over two. Nobody wants to rock them on court. Nobody wants to rock them off court. You might as well get one. And we know that basketball culture and basketball style has influenced what we were off court for a really long time. So why don't they do that? And they they did that. And I'm already seeing people trying to like rock the and one off the court. Uh, KO, <laughs> ATTF has been saying this from the jump for months. I got to give him credit. He was saying, hey, yo, I'm going to get fits off with this. He said that yeah. in our podcast at the end of last year and he, and he's shown some pretty cool, some pretty cool ways to style it. And other people are starting to recognize that too. I want to wear that shoe on the court, the stormtrooper colorway, the white yep. one. I, I can tell you the last time I wanted an Adidas basketball shoe this bad. Well, you know what I can tell you? It was the mid nineties and it was Kobe. <laughs> I yeah. was in elementary school. The last time I wanted yeah. an Adidas basketball shoe this bad. And it's on. I think it's the last time I actually played in one. What the seventh grade uh, was when the T Max were really hot, and I went to get it, and I wanted to go buy them, and didn't have them, so I ended up getting like an inline shoe that was yeah. team ish. It was a consolation prize, so that that's not as memorable as the Kobe. So the fact that I'm over here, a guy who plays basketball, has been playing basketball most of my life now, and this is the first time in decades that I wanted a shoe says a lot because I think you can't see um, during this podcast, but behind me you can see the shoe box stacked up. Not yeah. a lot of not a lot of Adidas is right. So no, no, I, no, for sure. I think that that like just to me personally as a consumer and as a basketball player, I'm like, whoa, they're onto something here. Yeah, I mean, look, I bought the AE one All Star um, before All Star Weekend because I was like, look, this looks like a great shoe. And important to note across this lineup is price. This yes, lineup you. is priced very, very affordably, and it doesn't feel like a major investment to purchase this at retail, even if it goes on sale. Because I think the biggest challenge for people is we're there's a lot of footwear right now falling in the 170, 180, 190, 215 USD range. Um, so when you can pick up an AE1 for 120 USD, I believe, I'm thinking in Canadian here, but I believe it's 120 USD. And that's great. That's great. That's a, that's a, that's a much easier buy than something at um, at $200. It's a much larger commitment. Yeah, I think, I think that's a big deal. And to go back to kind of All-Star Weekend in general, 
you know, I loved the the Puma Cheetos collection. I love the scoots. I picked those up and waiting for my pair to come in. Um, I wish Nike dropped the LeBron Diamond Turf. How's it going? Like they did, you know, I saw someone complaining about this somewhere. It's like every LeBron PE is so fire, but we never get to buy. We never get anything just as good as the PEs, right? And I think it, I, I want to see that. And I think this is why ultimately I did this kind of one all-star weekend with, with footwear because their approach end-to-end holistically for the whole collection is is really good. Yeah, and and I, and I don't mean to say that other brands didn't bring the heat because I think every brand had a good showing this year. You mentioned the put, the the, the Puma Scoot yep. uh, Cheetos. I thought that was cool. I'm a hot Cheeto lover myself. I have been my whole life. I thought that was really nicely done. It wasn't just a kind of a cheesy collab. They seemed to really put some thought into that. Yep. Um, the LeBron PE was was awesome. Again, I wish they would have dropped it because I don't think there was as much energy about whatever the latest colorway of the 21 is that he's wearing. Yep. Um, I thought. Um, you know, I think the LaMelo Ball, he wasn't an all-star this year, but they're always playing out colorways. Uh, Reebok did a Victor Solomon um, collab, which I thought was cool. They had some energy behind it. Nice. So, and then, and of course, there's Nike and Jordan. I honestly couldn't tell you what Nike stuff dropped. They were kind of quiet this year from like, because usually basketball, but you also get the retro basketball for and this. You know what's interesting about you saying that? Obviously, the bread fours. Dominant yeah, yeah. the weekend. Of course. That right. was the biggest release of the week, but it didn't feel like an all-star release. It just felt like right. a big release. Right. And I think what that is, is like the book one kind of got just brushed underneath all of this, right? Like it, it sold out everywhere. It's gone. The clothing was dope, expensive, but dope. Hey, shout out to members who got to purchase the clothing for 40% off this weekend. You know, we sold through our, our inventory that we had there that we got for, for the community. Yeah, it's just the book. The book one could have been that, but I it just oddly got placed in a really busy time that it's intro silhouette kind of just came and went uh sorry intro colorway came and went i'm not counting the first one which was a marketing stunt um yeah, months yeah. ago i think that could have been a, a moment but it just it just didn't have it didn't happen this weekend and i don't know why and, and we should note that obviously tons of players and tons of people are wearing the sabrina one yeah they should have stopped the colorway for the contest that would have been cool I uh, wouldn't. Cool. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But again, to tie this back to to start the podcast, Adidas had a great weekend. Yeah, and I, I think it matters more because they didn't have a good weekend on an off weekend for everybody else. They had a good weekend on a good weekend for everybody. Again, right. the Brett Force gonna be one of the biggest releases of the year. Um, not basketball, but still. And then you mentioned the book one was good. So yeah, like th- it wasn't like hey, this was a slow year and this was a time to strike. They brought it, man. They won that thing fair and square as far as uh the best energy around all-star products. So yeah, we talked about the AE one. That is by far my favorite of the group. Which I will say out loud on the podcast right now for everyone listening, uh, they fit small. Go a half size up. Isn't it? Yeah, they're very, the toe box is super tapered. Like I got an 11. It's too long for me, but there's it's so tapered that there's barely any room to wiggle my feet. So I highly recommend a half size up if you're buying them, um, especially for casual wear. But um, yeah, important to know they fit small. That's good. No, I, I'm definitely looking for those stormtroopers. I think they come out in March. So the next shoe I want I want to talk about is you already jumped the gun on, unsurprisingly, because it's Dame. The Dame Nine. I thought it was really great. I was talking yeah. to you about this earlier. I really, it's really upsetting to me that that he won the three point contest and the All Star MVP, and he wasn't wearing those. If he hadn't showed them that weekend, fine, whatever. Eight point five is the move. But because he showed them and they looked so cool and then he didn't win in those, I just thought it was a huge miss because you don't know what's going to happen when he actually starts wearing those, if he's ever going to win something like this again. I thought that was a miss. However, I think the shoe is great. 
I think it has a easy 700 V3 almost slash T Mac two kind of like we're like a mid-level inspiration and i thought that that's really cool color blocking is clean he mentioned in a few different interviews that he wanted to go lower and lighter and that he's paying attention to what the kids are wearing so it's really cool to hear him that as he starts to begin the later stages of, a, of his career saying i want to start focusing my shoe line on what the kids are wearing it's a common theme around athletes right now jason tatum said the same thing about the jason tatum too that which we didn't even mention, but I, I I think dropped over the weekend. I'm not sure how to double check, but yeah, an another another um, person going lower and again following the trends that kids are wearing. I you had some thoughts on why you think he didn't wear the day nine? Where are those? Yeah, I believe um, I saw Nate Jones at Jones on the NBA agent marketer Goodwin Sports works with Dame. Shout out to Move Insoles. I believe he said it was because I'm trying to quickly find it. It was because uh, the the Dame nine's not ready. And uh, he could only wear the the Dame 8.5 uh, this weekend. So there was no, I'm assuming the footwear that was displayed at All-Star Weekend in the Dame 9 was not ready for wear testing on the court. And they wanted to put something out there because it looked dope. And again, according to Nate, the Dame 9 should be releasing next season, which would mean this fall. And they wanted to put out there versus, versus have nothing. And I believe there was a moment in time over the past, you know, couple months earlier in this NBA season where there was chatter that that Dame and Adidas were done. So my speculation would be that his contract was up and it took them a little bit longer than they'd like to to renegotiate and sign it back up. But it left a, an awkward gap, um, which they're now kind of paying the price for because the Dame 9 is not going to come out until, until the end of the year. He could be wearing it right now. And they could have dropped it. I mean, shit, if they had dropped the Dame 9 at after the all-star game, I would have just handed them my money without thinking about it. Right. And that's what, that's the type of energy you want to take from fans of, of players and athletes. Um, so I, I missed opportunity, but I think that's why we are where we are with, with that. So in that shoot, it just, it wasn't ready. And then we're going to put him in the court and risk an injury that would absolutely like bomb the release. Also worth mentioning that Dame and Adidas shoe always comes really correct with the pricing aimed at a younger crowd. So there's a theme going on here between some of the shoes. The next one that caught my eye, which, man, I hate to say it, but again, kind of took some of the air out of it because he didn't actually play in it, is the Donovan Mitchell Don Issue 6. Yeah. I thought that one looks sweet. I think it looks, I think it's his best shoe so far. And I honestly, I couldn't really name, you, name all his shoes off the top of my head um, or, or point them out because there just hasn't been a lot of energy around, around that. He's been in small markets. And he's playing great right now. Awesome. I thought I thought the Don Six was awesome, was was great, and it gives me Jordan thirty five low vibes um, a lot, uh, uh, like a significant amount of thirty five low vibes. But that's not a bad thing because I like that shoe, and I think most people are not going to notice that. Honestly, I would just chalk it up to coincidence because like this stuff's being made so far in advance, it just kind of I think happened. Someone maybe opened the 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 similar vintage inspo book um, and took cues from it. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And and you know what just hit me though. You know, when we look at the rosters and the lineups of like Nike Jordan athletes versus Adidas athletes, the Adidas roster is really freaking competitive right now, right? Anthony Edwards, Lillard, Harden, Trey Young, yeah, Trey Young, yeah, absolutely. Like everyone we've been talking about, like it's a really, really solid roster. And the problem in the past has been the footwear just hasn't been good enough for it to matter for those guys, and now it's good enough to matter to. Of talent, I like that, and yeah. I think it's healthy because I, I, I maybe a year ago I said that Jordan had really went with the youth movement and had the best uh, roster. I still believe that, but it's pretty close because I mean Jordan has Tatum and Luca 
who who are superstars. And this is, you know, you know, Russ is on the decline a little bit. Sure. Uh, and then they have some young, you know, Zion is, you know. But Anthony Edwards at this point, are yeah, you? Because of Anthony Edwards' rise, I think Adidas has basically matched Jordan's right. uh, Jordan's roster talent for talent. And now I wouldn't say has overrided, overrode them design-wise, but I think they're pretty neck and neck. I like the, I like the Tatum line. I like the Zion line a lot. And I like... Um, I still like the the Air Jordan line, but I, I I don't know if I if I was excited about some of the more more recent stuff as much as I am about the Dan Edwards shoe. Um, it's just a really and, and and that's also the first shoe matters. Like yeah. the day shoe matters, and he, he he has maybe the best signature shoe in the market right now. A lot of people are saying that, but definitely has the best debut one uh, of of recent ever. Well, here's here's the thing out of everyone that we've said out loud i think it's fair to say that anthony edwards is the most marketable and most talented player of the group and the fact that adidas took that look you can tell me about the zoom and the boost in the air and the bounce and how it's going to make my life better it doesn't matter what mattered for adidas was that first commercial and the marketing after it and the confidence and the charisma of his personality is what is selling this shoe. And I think that, that storytelling is much, much easier to sell and get to relate people. Cause like, oh, that's dope. That was funny. I like that shit. 120, great, right? And then um, to, to add on to that, I'm now blanking what else I was gonna say. But ultimately, I think that it's a perfect storm for Adidas. Yeah, and I think I saw, I was listening to a basketball podcast. I wish I remember which one because I think, I think it was uh, Hoops Collective and they said, in order to be the face of the league, or in this case, the face of a brand, you can't just have all the talent and charisma. You have to want that. And I think you're seeing that with someone like Anthony Edwards. Wants it. That you don't see it with every signature athlete right now. He's a killer. He's he's got he's got the mentality. He's got the Jordan mentality. He wants to win at all costs. Yeah, but you gotta want to be the face. You gotta you gotta want to be the center of attention. You gotta want to put in the work. You gotta want to you know go the extra mile. Go, film the commercial, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. You know, a lot of people I think just don't. And that, you know, that's hard. It's it's hard to be, you know, to hit the lotto twice, to be one of the greatest athletes to ever live and also be one of the most charismatic people ever, right? Like MJ sure. MJ was able to do that. Kobe was able to do that. But like, that's not, a, that's it's already a tall task to be one of those things, let alone both. The next one on my list, and, I, and I've seen this one floating around for a while too. This wasn't a true debut in the way that the Dame 9 and Don 6 were um because it's been out for a while it's been shown for a while it was the hard and eight you mentioned earlier really futuristic funky looking colorway but i don't need it and then the color blocking and i think how he showed it pre-all-star with like 10 pairs in his hand or six or seven in different colors that matters to me that gave me like the old uh uh imac uh they had the the bright the bright uh monitors my dad had, had one and I, and I just remember those commercials being so cool. That's kind of like what James Harden, that photo of James Harden made me think because they're so colorful, so so futuristic, so vibrant. I, I thought that that was really cool. No, I agree. I have not liked literally a single Harden shoe in the lineup and um, that I can at least remember. Maybe one of the early ones, but in general have not. And I think this one's just a cool shoe. It's a little weird. And I think for a lot of people, it might be too futuristic, but... At the same time, and this is what I was going to say from a design language perspective, 
and a, and a personal reason why I am buying more Asics, New Balance, Solomon, Saucony, um, whatever, name any other brand other than Nike and Jordan is I've seen the retro look and aesthetic and, and that visual storytelling so much that when there's something that deviates from that, it's, it's, it's just inherently a lot more exciting, right? Cause it's fresh. It's new, right? I'm not saying it's bad. Any of this is bad. I love Air Max one. I will buy dope Air Max one, dope Air Max 9097, Jordan, et cetera, et cetera. It's just when you put something fresh and different on my face, like the Harden Volume 8, I'm more inclined to buy it because I know I own nothing that looks like this right now, right? Yeah. And that makes it exciting. I still think Harden's a bum and I'm not a fan. Jeez. What? No ba- no basketball takes on the pod? I just a bum. No, I mean, the dude's playing. He's on a... No, he's a bum. I don't, I don't fuck with Harden. But uh, anyways, my personal Harden feelings aside... Great shoe. I do want to say one thing. Most of um, all of what I already told you guys I've been playing a basketball shoe since I was in seventh grade at Adidas one. So most of what I'm saying is all based off of aesthetic and energy and design and et cetera. Because yeah. I haven't played any of these. And I will say I played a lot of Nikes and Jordans and their signature lines for the most part get the job done on court. Yeah. So uh, that does matter to me. That for sure. Does not- most consumers though because it, like at most most people who play basketball especially kids like if the shoe gets a job done it gets a job done right no one's really thinking about it super super detail oriented about the this and uh, about the traction and the comfort like if it feels good it feels good that's how we used to think as kids mm-hmm. but i think it's worth pointing out that um i i don't know that yet sure you know, sure 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 plenty of people reviewed our friends at, at wear testers definitely have some reviews so check those out as far as passing the on-court test this is strictly off court a few other things that were shown the Adidas Tray Three, and eh, I don't really got much to say about that shoe. It's 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 not offensive, but it's definitely not in the in the top tier. But Adidas is bringing. They had the the Adidas Exhibits Select Pro has some early Kobe, and then the Adidas Mad Infinity, the Nova Infinity. I don't like those at all, but I know that there is an audience that really likes that that era. Yeah, there's an aesthetic of, that will appeal to for that for certain people. I don't know if anybody played in those. Um, so again, six sticking to basketball. Um, those are the ones that really stood out between the Anthony Edwards, Dame, Don, and Arden. I thought like Adidas won All Star from a basketball shoes perspective because of those shoes. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree. And I think part of the challenge now is sustaining this energy, right? That is always um, hard for brands, right? You can hit the market hot with something, and then watch it fizzle out quickly. So I'll be very curious to see how. Um, Adidas juggles this with the AE one, but uh, you know the way um, Edwards is playing an unlikely deep playoff run for the Wolves. Um, it's it's probably going to be sustainable as long as he's on the court, um, and then they can hit next season with with the Dame Nine, um, which yeah. I'm personally the most excited about. Second after the AE one, uh, really really looking forward to seeing it on court. As we closed here, I do want to mention one thing that was missing from All Star, which. If you had asked me two years ago, hey, what is the 2024 All-Star going to look like? Yeah. Give you predictions for Adidas. I would be 20. I would, I would say, okay, two years from now, 24 months. Oh, we're going to see some big time Jerry Lorenzo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I almost forgot. Yeah. And, you know, that line is just now starting to come into come into fruition as far as the lifestyle stuff goes over the last six months or so. No basketball specific stuff. Um, yeah. They did announce the... Uh, um, uh, some some university partnerships. Um, I don't know if that's Adidas or, or just Fear of God Athletics. Either way, yeah. 
It's interesting that he got, when he got brought on, he was going to be leading Adidas basketball. This is off the heels of him making the Fear of God one, and that was all Nike basketball stuff. No, no one was um, necessarily praising it on court, but it brought an energy to Nike basketball that it needed at that time, and I thought they were great. I bought freaking three colorways of them. And yeah. um, so you were thinking in your head, oh, wow, like Adidas basketball has something here. And so I'm looking at this stuff, which was all started to create, yeah, as we know, about 18 months ago, probably. Yeah. And I'm wondering, was he ever on this? Or did he did that kind of like shift internally to him just focusing on people got the legs happened before or after? Yeah. Because they got here without him. But imagine some of these had a fear of God colorway or a little bit of Jerry Lorenzo sprinkled onto them. Like it's just interesting because they didn't need they obviously didn't need it. They were able to do it with their own basketball department but i can't help but wonder what that looks like or maybe it goes in a different direction it's not as good but it's just still in the back of my head that we didn't get to see that and they still found a way to kind of like to, to do really well it's definitely interesting that that fear of god basketball stuff was ultimate or athletics i should say was ultimately not kind of present in this um i need a showroom i guess it makes sense but to your point, he probably hasn't worked on this stuff in a while to focus on putting the Fear of God Athletics line out. I doubt they scrapped everything and didn't pull pieces um, of stuff that he no, worked on. So, so I, I heard, I don't know if those ever officially announced, I heard that like, you know, a year or two ago, he went from leading Fear of God Athletics and Adidas Basketball to so just Fear of God Athletics. Underneath okay. Adidas. He didn't touch any of this as far as I'm concerned. Right. So, But it, it, again, made me curious because one, it's like, you had one of the most popular designers working on this line that never worked out, but you, you your internal team without him was already kind of on the right track too, which is kind of cool because like they didn't lose momentum from him going to focus away from Adidas basketball. They, they already were on the right track and it, they had a lot of quite frankly, ugly stuff over the last decade, but it's all basketball wise, but it's all, evolved into this which is cool because you can still see the design language they didn't start over so a lot of the stuff that maybe wasn't hitting they found their group which again is cool it's like it might take you 10 tries of a design but you found it and then and then you also get the guy at the right time it's like oh we finally found our language that we want to go with into the future oh yeah. by the way here's anthony edwards like come yeah. on good time no it's great timing and again all this stuff is really fun for us as the consumer, because anytime brands have to compete with each other, yep, turns out to be better product, right? Better products, better price, better marketing. It's the competition is healthy, good for everyone, and obviously Nike Inc. is is feeling that competition across the board. So I, I suspect we'll see good things from them, but it might take two years, right? Everything is there's a little delay and lag and and new product and innovation, but um, it's it's a yeah, fun yeah. time right now, and I think there's good product across the board. You mentioned the book one, um, Sabrina once. Obviously, yep. everything this is working on, Scoot, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and lastly, I'll say I asked I asked a friend who was I asked some people who were at All Star, hey, what, what else was Adidas showing there? You know, I only saw a lot of basketball stuff. Obviously, they're focused on that, and they said nothing, no lifestyle stuff. I know they were showing some like Jabars and superstars and this and that, but that wasn't like a real launch, right? So it's interesting that they just said, hey, let's just focus on basketball. We got something good here. Let's not try to roll out. The latest, you know, Samba or whatever it is, it's focused on on the game and it paid off because so often we see brands trying to like win at both lifestyle and basketball. They want to own it all for that weekend. I mean, Nike and Jordan usually does, right? So yep. Yep. Um, it did this year for lifestyle, hands down with the, with the bread four. But 
it, it was interesting that Adidas put all their energy into basketball and it's cool to see that pay off. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I agree. And I'm excited to buy some of this stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. I want to play in it. I got to unretire. But it's a whole nother conversation that doesn't need to happen on the podcast. <laughs> I will be playing the AE1 Stormtroopers when they come out. So um, sign me up for those. Thank you, DP, for having this combo with me. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Savvy Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on social media at Soul Savvy with one V on all platforms. To learn more about Soul Savvy and join our community, please visit www.soulsavvy.com slash join. <laughs>